welcome to the Renew Cast. What's up, Zach? Hi, Dave. I gotta say, that is probably the best theme song I've ever heard in my life. Isn't it pretty cool? Like, who made that? Some musical genius, I'm sure. Nope, it was you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you've, never right. co- you've never commented on that because it's not like we listen to that and then start recording. I add that after the fact. Right. I just figured, like, yeah, we'll just go with it. I'm glad you finally remembered that we have a little intro to this whole podcast yeah okay so we are on the renew cast we are in uh, part two of our mentoring series about owning your faith Mm. and i gotta say so far this message series at renew has not gone well i mean personally i feel like the messages have been good you wrote it well of course no, but often when I write a message, I'm like, yeah, this one's not so good. I've liked these, but some of the feedback has been, uh, I don't really get what you're saying. Hmm. So it's good that we are doing this this podcast because we can maybe help people get it a little bit more. Dissect it. <laughs> Talking about it like this, I think, is more effective than just preaching a message. So hopefully people will listen and be part of the conversation. Yeah. Okay, so part two then. Let me set up real fast what we did in the last episode, which you can go listen to. What episode number was it? Five. Episode number five, Mentoring How to Own Your Faith. Yes. So this is part two. So last week, basically, we shared the story of our friends Cody and Caleb and how we were friends with them. I'm and still friends with Caleb. I guess I'm still friends with Cody, although he lives in Phoenix. And I really don't talk to him that much. Sorry, Cody, if you're listening to this, which you're probably not. Okay, but in these friendships, there was something that happened. What happened? Somehow, through our friendship, they got connected to the church and Jesus. Hmm. And so there was something about our friendship that was more than just maybe your typical friendship. Right. There's this faith aspect to it. And so we just set up this series by saying, if we want to be people who impact other people in their faith, we first need to be friends with them. Obviously, if we don't really know them, we can't connect with them so we have to be friends with them and then there's a realization in my own life within those friendships where I have to acknowledge do I offer them anything am I just friends am I just fine hanging out with them and play video games or you know whatever it is we do and that's the extent of it or do I bring something to that friendship that's of significant value and somehow changes them as a result Hmm. and that's where we kind of ended uh just a point of clarification here as well we talked a little bit about this already the friendship piece 
in our What is Love series. We did a podcast on that so you can listen to it. And basically we said that there are different types of friendships. There's a superficial type of friendship where we just hang out and you know play games or whatever we do as friends. But there's, there's not much more to that relationship. But then there's a second or there's like a deeper level of friendship and maybe that's a more authentic level of friendship because there's vulnerability there you know Mm -hmm. we're we're sharing our difficulties with each other and we're encouraging each other through that you know that's different than just being friends and playing video games yeah it's more serious and intentional yep so if you want to listen to more of that go listen to that podcast this one then really we're we're saying that owning your faith is more than just even a deep type of friendship I mean, that's certainly part of it. And, and we touched on this in the first mentoring episode. So being a, an authentic friend is certainly part of owning your faith. But there's got to be something more than that. Because I think, and again, we talked about this in the last episode, but we can go to church and we can, you know, just get stuck in this cycle of church, like Jesus, we serve people, I'm trying to grow in my faith. But it never moves beyond that. Mm-hmm. And so... We can just love people and that's good, but there's still, I think, maybe something more that's needed there. And so that this oh, is what... definitely needed because with friendships now, if something makes us uncomfortable, then we don't further ourselves in it. We just kind of stop right there. So it's, it's needed to have the more serious, intentional relationships so that we can help each other as a community or as a church even. So then owning your faith means I have to be able to offer something to my friendships and to people around me that's more than just being a really good friend or even loving them. I'm going to say something a little crazy some people might take offense to. Oh no. Yes. So I think then if we're not living with those types of friendships where I actually offer something of significance to them, then Maybe on some level, I'm not living into who God has called me to be. There's something maybe even missing in my faith. Right? So that's why this is how to own your faith Mm -hmm. through these types of relationships. So we've tried to answer the question, how do I bring something of value to my friendships? You know, I think that's the hard part, especially for high schoolers. What would value look like to you? Well, remember we talked about Cody and Caleb a little bit, and especially the Cody story. You know, he was somebody who hit rock bottom, and I was just a good friend. And my life, for whatever reason, was at a place where I could share my faith with him, and he ended up coming to church as a result, you know, and turning his life around. I'm not talking about this necessarily just on a spiritual level. That's just an example. But... So your, your question, what does adding value mean to somebody's life? And it just means making them better on some level. We all have difficulties that we go through, and somebody who really is adding value to another person's life is somebody who is helping them work through their difficulties, I think. So just being more deliberate in talking to them about their, their problems and their issues in their life? Yeah, and again, I don't think it always has to be this, like, oh, man, we have all these problems. Let's let's counsel each other, you know. But 
so some of it's more lighthearted. We can we can be good friends and just encourage each other or say kind things to each other and you know we can do things like that and have fun but yeah there's there's something meaningful that's we're adding to each other's life on some level as opposed to you know we just play video games all day and never help each other not that video games is bad but just as an example there's something more Mm -hmm. do you feel that high schoolers do that they add value to each other's lives no i don't i feel like it's more of the superficial things it's how many likes did you get on that picture or Mm. let's go to that party none of it really matters none of that stuff they're doing is going to impact their lives really like having a, a serious or deep relationship with someone even if it's just a friend okay so how do we help high schoolers then get to that point or they have those deeper types of friendships well that's tough because it's 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 almost like saying you got to drop your current life and start over yeah and i don't think that's the point again you know it's it's not that it has to be this super deep stuff all the time you can have fun i mean high schoolers are crazy busy i would not go back to high school if you paid me there's too much pressure to get good grades there you know you are in sports or different clubs you have tons of stuff to do at home. I mean, there's just so much pressure. I don't think it's about adding more to your life or dropping everything you're doing just to be somebody who talks about difficult stuff all the time. I think it instead is a matter of in the midst of my busy life, I'm being real with people about what is going on in my life. Instead of just seeking an escape from all of the busyness, I'm pursuing conversations with my friends that are somehow making me better in the midst of that difficulty or in the midst of that busyness. So how do you do that? That leads me to a question. Are these superficial things like likes and stuff like that, are those kind of distractions then from our are already busy and stressful lives? Probably in some ways, I, but you know, that's, that's a whole nother conversation. It probably depends on the person. I think if your sole focus is checking Instagram 50 times a day, oh yay, I have five more likes or a hundred more likes, whatever it is. And you're putting a lot of value into that or you're getting sad over the lack of likes, then yeah, it's probably a distraction. There there was a time in my life when I would post a picture and I would get like, I don't know, 50 likes on Instagram. And then I would look at a friend of mine who posted a picture and they got 100 likes or something like that. And I would be jealous in a way. But then there was a just one day I'm like, why does this even matter? And that same day I posted a picture on Instagram saying, I'm not going to go on Instagram anymore. And even today, like, I don't go on Instagram and I don't, like, look at pictures or like anything. I post things that I need uh, a word to get out for a reason. And that's primarily for, like, mission trip stuff that I'm doing. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, now I just I don't even care if anyone likes it or people follow me. It just doesn't even matter. Yeah. I, I have a Snapchat because I use it to 
actually talk to people and communicate with people. Yeah, I think that's probably a healthy way to look at social media. You know, use it for communicating, but don't focus on the likes. But, you know, again, you can, you know, you, you can use social media without it being a disruption to your life, even if you care about likes. But now it's, it's more of a social status for people. Before it was just like to show your friends what you're doing or what you've been up to over the weekend. But now it's, it's really a social status and it really is a superficial thing where people mm-hmm. do get totally hung up on it. And what I was saying is, why does that even matter? Those are all superficial things that have no true meaning. It's like we were talking about video games a little bit. Were we talking about video games? Yeah, I think so. We were talking. <laughs> if we weren't, we were talking about <laughs> it in preparation for yeah. this. <laughs> um, people talking about video games, it's like you get all these points and you get all these unlocked weapons or whatever. And... Like, what do you actually get in the end? What physical thing do you receive in the end? There's yeah. there's not much of anything. You mm-hmm. get a high score, but then what? Right. And that's why I think a lot of this stuff, you know, again, it could be its, its own episode because there's so much pressure, you know, peer pressure and just the, the need to be popular and, you know, just insecurities that we have and on and on, these types of things, or even just what our friends are doing. You know, what people around us are doing, we tend to do the same thing, you know. And so there's lots of that stuff that can be very unhealthy. And and that's why I think we're, we're talking about how do I be a, a good friend who's adding value to another person's life. You know, I think that's the real test of where you're at. Because regardless of if I use social media or if I play video games or if I do a million other things that are a complete waste of time. You know, that doesn't necessarily matter as long as I am contributing in some way to the good of those around me. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what we're trying to get at here. So, yeah, is your life consumed with all of this stuff that's just kind of more selfish for whatever reason? Or do I give of my time? Or do I look to those around me and try to help them be better on some level. I think that's that's the question we're really trying to get at and only you can answer that for yourself. Only me? Yes. Well, that's a that's a big question, Dave. Yeah, so are you a good friend? Not just friend, but are you a good friend? Do you think high school students know how to be a good friend? I think I think it takes a lot of maturity and a lot of growing up to uh, realize that you're being a good friend. But I, I think even as an adult, a lot of it's a lot of the friendships out there are are just what am I gaining from this friendship? Yeah, I think you're right. And I I've seen that with my mom. I guess when she was going through the divorce, when we were all going through the divorce, she had friends. She had another friend that was uh, going through a divorce as well at the same time. And it was always, the discussion was always about the other friend. And my mom always felt like uh, she wasn't being helped or anything. And it was always my mom helping her. Yeah, you could probably identify friendships in your life where 
either they, like you're saying with your mom, either that friend just talks about themselves the whole time, or maybe you're that person. I th and I think we all do that on some level where I am talking to a friend and I am just talking about me, me, me. Well, today this happened and I did this and oh my goodness, I had this for lunch and it was so good. And can you believe that this person did this to me and blah, blah, you know what I'm saying? Like we all have those people in our lives and sometimes we are those people to others around us. Mm -hmm. So that's why we're talking about this again. Those things, I think, are indicators of something deeper in our life. And I'm, I'm trying to tie this into, you know, this mentoring series, How to Own Your Faith, because I think that our friendships, the different types of friendships we have, can be indicators of the depth of our faith. Mm -hmm. You know, so if it's just all about me, then on some level... Yeah, I can still have faith. I can still be a person of faith and I'm not questioning somebody's faith. But I'm just saying personally, we could look at these friendships and say, okay, if it's just all about me, then is is there a, a depth to my faith that's really about uh, loving others like the Gospels call us to? Or do my friendships just kind of point to I just care about myself Right. really at the end of the day? So that's why I think it's important for us to think about are we good friends or not because that might be an indicator of, of something in regards to our faith. Are there things that we can do that we can improve on to be a better friend? So things that help grow friendship. Yeah, I think that's a good question and it's probably something that maybe we all think of at least on some level but applying it and actually doing it is difficult because it, it takes work. So I, I think the first part maybe is to, to ask yourself, am I a friend? So we all have friends, hopefully. We I all... don't have friends, Dave. Yeah, I know. I'll be your friend. Whatever, you have a girlfriend. You don't need a friend. <laughs> Nothing. Didn't even laugh at it. <laughs> you, you didn't laugh because you know it's true. No, I'm just kidding. Um, okay, so... It starts with having a friendship and then being a good friend. I think there are different things to do. The first thing is you have to ask your friends how they're doing. All right, so in the instance like your mom, this person just talks about themselves the whole time and your mom feels excluded. What if this friend came to your mom and said, dude, how are things going? And so your mom's going through a divorce and this friend is aware of that and is trying to be of some support to your mom as she goes through something difficult like that. Mm -hmm. you know? So ask them how they're doing. Maybe another thing is to remember the stuff that's going on in their lives. So again, there's difficult stuff we go through, like your mom going through divorce. And then there, I mean, like I'm saying, this isn't always heavy. Uh, maybe you're just remembering your friend's birthday. Well, hold on. Go back to the how are you thing. Because I know a lot of times uh, when people say, how are you, nearly every time the answer is, oh, good, even if it's horrible. Yep. You could be having the worst day, but you're still going to say good when you get asked that question. Yep. So as a friend, too, it's not just asking, how are you doing? It's also noticing, like, if they don't look like they're doing good, maybe say, no, but, like, what's going on? You don't seem like everything's okay. Don't just say, good, okay, that's fine. I don't need anything else from this. 
Right. And that's, you know, maybe a whole nother conversation as well, because obviously there are reasons why we just cover up and say, oh, yeah, I'm fine when we're not. Right. Either we just don't we don't trust the person. So we don't want to go there or we're just too busy. We just don't have the energy to go there. You know, it's we don't live in this place that's safe where we can say, actually, life kind of sucks right now. Mm -hmm. You know, who wants to say that to somebody? Well, that's part of being a good friend on the other end as well, isn't it? Yeah. Being able to trust the uh, person who's asking, how are you doing? Yeah, so maybe there is something to this where we need to learn the boundaries where there are some people that we can trust with that, and there are some people that, not that we can't trust them, but they're just not somebody who is going to be that type of person in our life, you know? But, you know, the question with that then is, are you seeking out the right people who you can trust? Mm-hmm. Are you developing those relationships? So, and I think that comes back to what you're asking. How do you be a good friend? You need to start asking people how they're doing and remembering the stuff that's going on in their lives. And maybe eventually that relationship develops into something that can be a safe place to share the real stuff. I think basically what we're saying here is, don't be selfish. Mm-hmm. Talk to people and ask them how they're doing. Don't just let the conversation be solely about you. I think maybe a next step after we start to do that is to keep doing that. Like it sounds simple, but too often it's easy for a difficulty to come up in a friendship and we just give up on the, on the relationship. Mm-hmm. But instead, if I continue to ask that person how they're doing and even when they're a pain in the butt I still do that eventually that friendship is going to grow into something deeper you know something more significant that that stuff doesn't just happen overnight and I feel like especially in high school we see too many people walk away from friendships that are difficult mm-hmm. you know and we've we've talked about this before on the on the Uh, what is love podcast but sometimes it's good to walk away from a relationship because it's an unhealthy relationship but if i'm just walking away from it because oh this person's annoying or i actually have to put some effort into this relationship then i'm missing out on something deeper i think and then maybe a, a a final thing i think as your friendships grow you need to start doing significant things together like what well, I think that's why we go and, you know, for youth group, instead of just doing fun events all the time, we do service events. Yeah, we do service events because we're called to do service events. Like Jesus calls us to that, to serve others. But we're also called to it because it's something that helps us grow deeper. Mm-hmm. You know, by getting outside of ourselves and just having fun and going and meeting a need, we can actually come to know the importance of serving others and we find the significance in that and I think when we do that in relationship with people we're close with we actually find this deeper level to our faith that's you know this this faith that starts to mature and grow into something that's that's deeper than just maybe coming to church and talking about Jesus now we're actually going and living what it means to be the church together. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and, and some of the best memories I have are from uh, with some of my friends and we're either in Jamaica or San Francisco serving and uh, we just have really uh, significant, like you said, significant times, significant memories through those service projects. And I think that's why people want to do service events. People who aren't even all that serious about their faith or about Jesus want to serve others because they know there's something memorable that's going to happen there. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we are, I think, naturally uh, created to be people who serve others. And finding that and doing that with friends is something I think that really helps. Yeah, definitely. Helps us grow. Um, there's more we could talk about here, and, and I actually have some more stuff, but maybe we'll, we'll save that for the next one. I'll end with this. This stuff, I think, is hard to do. You know, it's, it's easy just to go have fun with our friends. It's really hard to actually ask them how they're doing and open up and listen to that, you know. And, and, and on the other end, it's, it's hard to trust people who are asking us to open up to them, you know. So this is hard work, and I think that's why probably a lot of high schoolers don't do it. But I think that if you do, if you do take steps to be these types of friendships, uh, you, will, you will blossom. Like you will grow into a, a whole new person by you know, taking these difficult steps in friendship. Mm-hmm. I think when we desire that and we practice that, we start to own our faith in a way that's deeper than just going to church or going to camp or just saying we love Jesus. We actually prove that we love Jesus because we're living that out. Cool. Let's keep talking about this stuff. Not now. but Good. I'm done with this. Maybe next week. All right, Zach. Thanks for hanging and chatting today. All right. Thank you, Dave. See you later.